This is All Things ANSYS, a podcast from the technical support staff at PADT. Episode 66, updates on the world of ANSYS and a discussion about ANSYS OptiSlang. Greetings to everyone. It's June 26th, and I'm recording this from my home in Phoenix, Arizona. Yes, that Arizona, where we screwed our opening up and gave data to epidemiologists for decades to come on what happens if a small chunk of your population decides they are done with social distancing and then all crowd into a small number of bars and restaurants. What happens? You get a record spread of the spiky ball of death. So I joke a little bit because that's all we can do. Um... The bottom line is uh, here at PADT, we're going to be working from home for, for quite a while longer, um, I, probably another month more than we thought we would, and hopefully we'll manage the next reemergence uh, a little bit better as a community. Um, we're very, very fortunate to have not had any of our employees or their family members infected, and we continue to operate um, in our uh, Phoenix or Tempe, Arizona facility, where we have a, a very reasonable uh, social distancing and um, we have all the safety measures in place. So our essential employees can work there and uh, do their job from within the confines of our business. The rest of us are work from home and we're busy uh, filling the pipe of the internet with lots of engineering data. And uh, speaking of flooding bandwidth with nodes and elements, let's talk some about ANSYS. Um, this is uh, the 60, 66th podcast. We've had 65 in the bag. Um, and of those, amongst those 65 podcasts, we've had 20,622 downloads. And um, so we've inched up a little bit in our per episode count. And uh, we're making our way uh, to further more and more people over time. We're also gearing up at PADT for the 2020 R2 release of the ANSYS products. That should happen sometime in the second half of July. So stay tuned for episodes talking about what we find there. Uh, we're very excited. There's lots of good stuff. Uh, it's it's going to be a great release. Fantastic release. Um, speaking of good stuff with ANSYS, <clears throat> instead of talking about what's coming, let's talk about something that's been with us for a little while. Uh, ANSYS acquired a company called Donardo that had a, their primary product was a product called OptiSlang. And um, it's, it's a really, really good tool. Um, I haven't had the chance to play with it as much as I'd like. So we asked Josh Stout to join us, who is our um, in-house expert on the tool. He's the one that's been learning it and using it the most. So we had a virtual sit down to um, basically have him teach me what this OptiSlang tool is all about and why we should care. I want to welcome everybody to a discussion today with one of our support engineers, Josh Stout, about a, uh, a tool that's been part of the kind of the ANSYS family as a third-party option for quite some time, but was recently acquired by ANSYS. Um, it's called OptiSlang. So welcome, Josh. Well, thank you. Happy to be here. And why don't you, we'll get started. Um, I think some listeners have met you before on the podcast, so why don't you tell us you know, who you are and what you do at PADT. Uh, sure. So I started with PADT last November, uh, so I'm still a relatively new face. Um, I was hired on as a systems engineer, um, so I'm learning you know, lots of system-level tools like you know, IcePack and Twin Builder and now OptiSlang, a little bit of you know, other various things, really kind of filling in as needed, um, mm -hmm. picking up some experience with these new and interesting tools. 
you know, put a plug in for you. You've written some really good blog articles for our, the PDT blog that have been, uh, I found them useful. And in fact, that's what, sp- that's what spawned this uh, discussion is you used, uh, I think you used OptiSlang to do a simulation in IcePack. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So it had been requested that I sort of showcase some of the features on these tools. And it was, you know, a great learning experience for me. And I'm always happy to, you know, generate some more interest in these uh, tools that are, you know, more specific use cases. So let's talk, let's talk a little bit about OptiSlang. And, and, I'll, and I'll admit to everybody, um, uh, it's one of the, the tools that uh, I didn't use before I stopped doing simulation. <laughs> so um, and, and I haven't had a chance to really get exposed to it beyond some of the things that you've done. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plead ignorance here and, and ask some questions, which will hopefully be useful for other folks who aren't aware of it. So there's a lot of tools out there that begin with the word Opti. So, in in a really high level area way, how would you what would you say OptiSlang is? Is it just an optimization tool, or is it more than that? It is. It is definitely more than that. I mean, obviously, with Opti as part of the name, optimization is a large part of it. Um, I mean, I guess it, it kind of depends on how you define optimization, right? Right. That can that can take all kinds of different forms. Um, so, if we're running with a you know a model in ice pack like my blog post. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe you have it parameterized in a way that you want to optimize those parameters specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you have a you know, high-level design point with some manufacturing process associated with it. Uh, maybe you need to optimize um, your result based on variability of, of you know, manufacturing processes, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but even more than that um, aspect of OptiSlang, it's it's also a top-level system tool. Um, so mm-hmm. it's great for interfacing between or different different tools and different systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff that you may have written your own code for or used another tool for in the past, you can kind of hook everything together and do a bunch of runs. That's kind of the way I, I, I look at it. Yeah, exactly. So OptiSling, maybe even its most powerful feature is just the ability to run everything from you know a single location. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you can hook them all together, you can link inputs and outputs. Um, and then you can optimize them, of course. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's that's really cool. And it's 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 been uh, pretty well received in the uh, user community by those that do a lot of optimization. Um, well, I mean, you you you've learned it recently. I mean, how, what was the learning curve like? Is this like a a simple tool, a moderate tool, or a fairly complex tool? You got to buckle down and and do some studying on. Definitely depends on your use cases. Um, mm-hmm. There's quite a decent amount of learning material available for it, you know, either through the ANSYS Learning Hub or just the help documentation included with the tool itself. Uh, there are lots of examples depending on what you're trying to implement. So, you know, whether it's a Fortran code or a Python code, or uh, maybe you're linking it to an interface with an ANSYS product, there's probably an example that will show you how to do that in general terms. Mm-hmm. So like any tool, there's always a little bit of a you know learning curve, just learning little idiosyncrasies, um, but it hasn't really been that bad. Mm-hmm. Well, and probably a good advice for everybody out there is something that I learned the hard way on, on older optimization tools is don't start with a 15-parameter <laughs> physics. Uh, you know, maybe maybe a flat plate with a hole in it to come to that obvious solution on, on how big the hole can be to minimize exactly. the mass, right, um, to get, get your feet wet in it. Um, it, it does it, it sits within its own interface. Is that correct? 
There are a few different ways you can run it. It does have its own interface. Okay. Um, it's kind of a schematic view for different Good. programs that you're using. Mm -hmm. um, it also has integrations with Ansys Workbench directly. So there's a you know a module for OptiSling, kind of like there is for ah. mechanical or thermal, okay. those kinds of things. Um, I believe there's also an integration with Microsoft Excel. So if you're running you know, worksheet optimization, OptiSling can sit you know right inside of Excel. Uh, there, there may be some others that I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not as familiar with. Yeah, the the team was not an, uh, the the the, uh, the the tool was not an Ansys specific tool before the acquisition. So I think it does work with a lot of other uh, solvers. And and we have to admit that Excel is the most common ANS, uh, simulation tool in the world. So <laughs> it does yeah, everything. For sure. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we use it for everything. That's good to know. So 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 you don't have to if you're doing something just in mechanical, you can just create a, a module within the mechanical project page and and hook it up to your various mechanical tools so it's it's been integrated which is which is good to know uh, it's really good to know yeah um, so you talked about learning it uh, the interface um, what what you know as you played with it what what's been your favorite aspect of the tool what's what you, you've gone wow that's that's pretty cool I'm always kind of a sucker for visualization mm -hmm. um, so you know it's you can have all the data in the world, but if you can't visualize it in a meaningful way, it doesn't mm -hmm. do you a whole lot of good. Um, so OptiSlang, one of the ways it does optimization is it generates these things called metamodels of optimal prognosis. Okay. And they're basically surfaces of best fit uh, for whatever variables you're working with. Okay. Um, so it has a lot of flexibility as far as um, you know, visualizing those surfaces in two-dimensional, three-dimensional plots. Mm -hmm. You can change the variables you're using. Uh, you can color code it based on the quality of fit, things like that. Uh, so really, it's it's very powerful for letting you identify, you know, where is a good fit, where is a bad fit, um, how useful is this model actually going to be, uh, things like that. That's 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 a really good point because a, a lot of times you don't really know what the most of the problems that that we run into don't have a one solution right it's really sometimes you just want to know how sensitive your model is to certain inputs or certain parameters so exactly. having a visualization tool like that really helps understand that um so it does design of experiments optimization um i'm gonna i assume from the things you've said that it's also um it doesn't really matter what what those those things are you're optimizing on, right? It can be multiple physics, multiple goals, multiple you can combine cost, weight, and I don't know time of year in your optimization. It sounds like oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, it's data agnostic, so I mean, it's all just it's working off of math, right? So if you have right. a number, you can optimize it somehow. Numbers is numbers. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Um, so if Somebody wants to try this out. Uh, let, me, let me back up a little bit. Um, we have you used the Ansys um, optimization tool that's just built into Mechanical. Um, I have not used it for optimization. Mm -hmm. um, I've used it uh, many years ago for just param mm -hmm. you know parametric sweeps. Yeah, parametric sweeps. Yeah. So so that that. That's a, a fairly basic tool, and I think that's the way most people use it, right? Is they they set up a bunch of runs and kick them off, right? Mm -hmm. So, so this would be a. This sounds like you might want to start using OptiSlang if you find yourself restricted by that tool. This is definitely something you should look at. Yeah. Yeah, I would consider it as kind of the next step up, um, mm -hmm. as far as its integration with you know Ansys Workbench tools mm -hmm. like Mechanical. I think they're. 
pretty comparable in a lot of ways. Obviously, mm-hmm. is going to be a little bit more flexible. Okay. Um, but as soon as you move outside of that workbench environment, I, I think OptiSling is pretty quickly going to well, take the lead in feature set. Good, 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 good. And it, it is a separate license, that's correct? Yes, it is. It's okay. a, a standalone. So um, if somebody wants to take a look at it, what I, I would recommend, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you could just go ahead and ask whoever you get your answers from for a, a temp key and, and try it out. Is that is that something you would advise? I believe that's the case. Yeah, I mean, we should be able to issue, you know, obviously, keys. We sell them with all the rest of the Ansys products. There's no special hardware requirements or anything like that. I would imagine. Nope. As long as you can run the simulations you're trying to optimize, you should be fine. Okay. Cool. And no special knowledge, or you don't have to know any programming languages or anything like that. It's it's all fairly straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Not not necessary by any means. No. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that it's one of those tools, you know, the more you talk about it, the more I think about it. It's one of those tools where you can use kind of the, the surface level capabilities and, and be very productive and find it really useful. But if you take the time to dig inside, there's a lot you can do with it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, any of these super flexible, uh, customizable mm-hmm. tools are, are going to be similar in that regard, I think. Yeah, it might be something, you know, to if you find yourself writing a lot of Python scripts to do automation and, and optimization across multiple tools or combine multiple tools, it may be something to take a look at um, as, a, as a better way to do that, a more flexible and a faster way to do that. Yeah, yeah. cool. And just having an interface built on top of it is worth mm-hmm. quite a bit, too, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, if you're putting your data into Excel and then post-processing it there, maybe you should... Take a look at this. Yeah, visualize it here. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Any anything else you think uh, listeners should know about the tool? I don't think there's anything particularly off the top of my head here. Um, I think yeah. it, sounds, it sounds like you just got to get in and use it. I think you know it's 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 not like you know a new turbulence model. It's you got to study a bunch of math and understand it. It sounds like mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where. Hey, if you want to explore your design space, um, whether it's optimizing or just understanding sensitivity, um, this is a, this is a much better way to do it than uh, rolling your own or using a, a less capable tool. So yeah, yeah. I guess one thing that I might add, you know, kind of related to your discussion about uh, how to learn it, is mm-hmm. definitely starting small is mm-hmm. very valuable because um, really these models can get extremely complicated the more variables you have, and you know the more variables you have, the more runs you need to you know, conduct mm-hmm. to get the data you need to build these models. Um, so the more you can cut down your parameter space, you know, the faster you can iterate, the faster you can learn, you know, build up from the ground rather than you know, starting from the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I th- that, that's, that's a really good point because you could really kind of get a bad feeling about this by, by dig, digging in too deep. And uh, because it's such a capable tool, you can get lost pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, um, I think the best way for folks to to really learn about it it's it's on the Ansys website, um, but the old so the company that Ansys acquired is called Donardo, um, and if you if you just Google Ansys OptiSlang, um, I think that uh, that is going to I, I'm on this is this is live folks I'm doing it right here, <laughs> yeah if you if you if you just Google Ansys OptiSlang and and click on it, you'll go to the Ansys website where it's got some really good um, 
descriptions of how it integrates with ANSYS especially, and it's kind of presented in a way that you may feel more familiar with, um, um, the, you know, being an ANSYS user. But if you also uh, scroll down a little bit, you'll see the Donardo.de, it's a German company, um, their website is still up, and it's a little bit more technical uh, look at the tool. You know, it's ANSYS branded, but I think it's got a little bit more technical look at the tool. And then um, it looks like there's a couple of really cool videos out there um, that you should probably check out as well. So I highly encourage it. Um, we're excited about it. Our customers are loving it. Um, so um, if you are an ANSYS customer of PADTs, reach out and talk to us, and we'd love to share with you. Um, and uh, Josh is here to help you figure it out. And if you're unfortunate to not be an ANSYS customer, whoever you do get your ANSYS from, although they may not be as um, as easy to work with and, and enjoyable to work with as Josh, um, <laughs> they will help you as well. So I really thank you for educating me on this. Um, I appreciate you taking out the time. And it's Friday, so have a great weekend out there. Thank you. You too. Stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. As mentioned, we really recommend that you look it up on the web, uh, watch some of the videos that are available out there, or even better, reach out to your ANSYS provider and get a temp key and give it a try. I think it'll change the way you use simulation to drive your product design. A lot of things that we've wanted to do in the past, we just kind of say, ah, it's too much work, and we go ahead and use whatever tools we have on hand. Um, but if you have OptiSling on hand, you can do a lot more. Uh, it's, it's very powerful, and we're just getting started with it, uh, PADT. Uh, we hope to learn more and share more in the future. Which brings us to everyone's favorite part of the All Things Answers podcast, where I awkwardly read a commercial. Please consider PADT as your ANSYS supplier if you are in the southwestern U.S. and for simulation consulting and customization. We are also just as good at additive manufacturing and product development. Give us a try. We love what we do, and our customers tell us that we are good at it. All right, that brings us to the ANSYS stock, um, which is still doing quite well. Um, it's sitting at $283.08 here on Friday, June 26th of 2020. So it was a down day. It was down uh, over 1% today. It looks like uh, that end of the week type of correction that often happens with the stock market. But in the past, past month, it's closed as high as $290 a share and as low as $270. So it's been bouncing around in that $270 to $290 range for about 30 days here. Year to date, though, the good news is that the ANSYS stock, ANSS, is up 10.16%. And at the as a, a measure of how the general market is doing, the S&P 500 is now down 6.98% since January 1st. So um, a good investment. In ANSYS news, uh, there's really no good news to report, but what I will report in this part of our podcast is two contests that I think people should be aware of. The first one is uh, newly announced, and the other one has been around for a little while, but uh, I want to talk about it again just to make sure everybody knows. So the first one <clears throat> is that ANSYS is the simulation sponsor, the exclusive, I believe, simulation sponsor for something called the Indie Autonomous Challenge. It's a student race at the famous Indianapolis Speedway, and um, you basically build and run a self-driving car, uh, loops around the track, they're saying over 200 miles per hour, totally self-driving. And um, if you're a participant in that race, part of the sponsorship package is that you get full access to the ANSYS autonomous 
suite of tools. And this includes the ability to uh, train your vision systems um, using that tool. It's pretty cool. Um, definitely a must have and a competitive advantage if you're going to compete in that. Or if you just heard about it and you want to compete about it, do check it out. Um, just take a look for um, what's, the, what's the official title of it? The Indie Autonomous Challenge. It's going to be the race itself is going to be held on October 23rd, 2021. So you've got more than a year to get ready for the race. So do check that out. The second contest we did talk about before because it came out during Simulation World, and that's something called the Art of Simulation Contest. Um, it's pretty cool. And we would really like to see lots of people submit um, their models. Basically, if take a cool or save a cool picture of a cool simulation and send it in, and hopefully you will win. Um, if nothing else, it's great to share the kind of work you've done and the the kind of the beauty sometimes of ANSYS models of various kinds. When it comes to PADT news, we got nothing, nothing really uh, worth talking about uh, in that realm. So let's move on to publications and the ANSYS blog. There were three articles that I selected to talk about. Um, the first I really like, um, it's called How to Improve Product Sound with ANSYS to Acoustic Simulations. So a lot of people don't realize how much acoustics you can do with ANSYS. Um, it's pretty comprehensive, both on the fluent side and on the mechanical side. And what's even better is some of the newer tools that ANSYS have acquired let you do even more, including even hearing what the sound you've calculated with simulation actually sounds like. It's pretty, pretty neat stuff. So check that article out. Um, another one that I thought was worth sharing is that the uh, the blog republished, uh, well, actually not republished, but updated a bunch of information on the master's degree in numerical simulation from the University of Madrid. This is an online class or classes that you can take to get your master's degree in numerical simulation uh, from the famed Spanish university. And it's pretty cool. There's a lot of good information there. What, what exactly is the course about? And what does it mean? So if you're thinking about getting a master's degree, and since we're all online now, maybe uh, maybe looking at Madrid is the way to go. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, for the next topic, 5G cannot get here fast enough. And so I was excited to read the article, 5G Benefits That Will Change the World. It's a post that starts actually with some interesting poll results on what people think they know about 5G. Um, most of it's wrong, <laughs> but it's kind of an interesting look also at what countries think about 5G. Some countries think that it's going to be a game changer and some think it's overhyped. Um, it's, uh, I kind of tried to guess before I read it which ones would feel which way. And I was pretty close. I was pretty close. Uh, who are the sarcastic naysayers and who are the enthusiastic endorsers? No matter how you feel about it, um, the article then goes into the tangible benefits, and it is coming. You might as well learn as much as you can about 5G before it's here. On the PT blog, uh, our very own Alex Christian published a very informative and technical, um, basically a PowerPoint. If you've ever read his articles before, what he likes to do is do some pretty good uh, PowerPoints with a lot of details um, and, and really good information. We just save that as a PDF and share that. It's a great way to share information on how to do stuff in ANSYS. And this one is called Alternating Stresses in ANSYS Mechanical. Part one is on principal stresses. So if you've ever done that kind of calculation for a for 
or a dynamic simulation, you know that there's square roots of numbers. Um, and when you do that, squares and square roots, and when you do that, you lose sign. And so this talks a lot about um, some, some intricacies of how to get the accurate numbers for um, these stress values when you have alternating stresses. Uh, upcoming events. That's the next part of our podcast here. And we actually, Trevor was very good and got all three of them listed on our website. So I can talk about all of them today. They're all in July. Uh, then the first one is next week on July 1st. And it's called uh, actually the, the, the week that this podcast comes out. And it's called Revolutionizing the Way Data Moves Through Space with ANSYS Simulation. And we're going to talk about um, using sophisticated um, high-frequency electromagnetic antennas and uh, horns and things and how to simulate those uh, with our customer. And it's, it's a really cool uh, look at... Um, an important part of satellites and spacecraft is how to talk to each other or talk to Earth. The next one is um, the beginning of our updates on 2020 R2. It's going to be July 15th, and it's the mechanical update. Um, and um, that's always a good one. There's always neat stuff, and it's good to get through it. And then finally, the last one is going to be uh, from visualization to simulation, digital anatomy solutions for 3D printing. So this one is not an ANSYS webinar, but it is something that you might be interested in if you're especially in the medical space. So it's about how we can use, um, you know, all sorts of different um, tools. And we use the word simulation, but we're really talking about physical simulation, including the new uh, materials from Stratasys to print very lifelike versions of human parts or human, the whole human body, even if we wanted to. And that's on the 22nd. So, um, you know, talking with our customer about how data moves, um, then talking about um, the mechanical update, and then finally some stuff about 3D printing and human bodies. The only other event that we have in the agenda right now, we may add some more as we get further into the month, is I will be hosting the third uh, Arizona Tech Business Networking Roundtable. Um, it's basically um, an online virtual event where we randomly assign people to rooms and we make them talk to each other and meet each other. So if you're interested in networking with other tech people, we've had students on, we've had uh, engineers, we have salespeople, we've got uh, researchers, we've got people from academia, we had uh, I think uh, 106 people signed up for the one earlier this week, and we actually had over 75 that were able to make it. It's a really fun event, so I highly recommend that. Go to padtinc.com network to learn more about that event, and please join us. And with that, I'm going to finish up our podcast. I want to thank you, everybody, for being such loyal listeners and always giving us great feedback. Uh, we really appreciate that. It's, uh, it makes it worth the effort to put this podcast together. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter at www.padtinc.com slash opt-in and spread the word about PADT, about the podcast, and about ANSYS simulation. And don't ever hesitate to reach out. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us for the All Things ANSYS podcast, episode 66. As a reminder, this podcast is not affiliated in any way with ANSYS Inc., and the opinions expressed are those of the people on the show only and not of their current or former employers. 
For more information, visit www.padtinc.com slash blog, and please share your thoughts and questions through an email to podcast at padtinc.com. See you next time.